Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Uh, let's open up our Bibles. John chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it with you. And it says, I tell you the truth. That's a New Year's resolution right there. I'm not, I'm not even here to preach. But if you would just catch this, just start telling the truth, somebody. Mm-hmm. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and in the sheep and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walked walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. That's so good right there. I'm so antsy to preach right now. Let's go to the next one. Next slide. Oh, this is it? No. Yep, go back. Next slide. The th- okay, go back. They won't follow the stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this, illustra- uh, use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. I love that Jesus takes his time to explain things that we don't understand. Today we're going to be talking about some important things. And part of what we're going to learn today is to learn how to wait on the Lord. Because God doesn't mind that you wait on him. And many times we think that God is rushing things. But you got to understand something about God. That he, he is glad that you will wait for him. And he'll further explain things to you. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers. But look at this. But the true sheep did not listen to them. They had the opportunity, but they did not. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved and they will be and they will come and go freely and will find good pastures. And here's why. Because the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. But my purpose, this is a good scripture to memorize, John chapter 10 verse 10. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The reason that we ought to listen to the shepherd is because listening to the shepherd and listening to the voice of the shepherd, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit will give us a rich and satisfying life. The author of this scripture is John, who is quoting Jesus, but he also writes another book, and it's a letter to the church. It's 1 John chapter 4. And in 1 John chapter 4, it reads this way. It says, Dear friends, this is now at the end of John's life. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, don't believe them. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Mm, This will help somebody real good. Uh, So good, I'll read that verse again. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. 
I want, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this sermon title down. And the ser- today's message is God. Is this you? Anybody ever felt like that? God? Is this you? Or is the pizza that I ate last night? Why don't you help me pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we're so amazed to be here, Lord. We're, we really are just to be in, in your presence and awe of your grandeur and your goodness, Lord God. Lord, I, I pray, Lord God, that you could speak through me, Lord, that I may be the vessel that you use, oh God, that I may get out the way so that you can do you. Lord, I pray that you help me pray, preach this two-hour message. And I have 10 points in 40 minutes. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving Conor McGregor the victory last night. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, amen and amen. Can we give God a shout of praise in this room? Ah, you could do better than that. Give him a shout of praise in this house. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Conor McGregor, chapter 3, verse 16. Anyhow. Um... As I said, it, it, it's, my, it's my wife's birthday weekend, and uh, we, we're celebrating her birthday, and um, we're going to be nine years married, almost a decade. August, we will be nine years married. That is a lifetime in Hollywood years, and so we are on the right track. But I've learned a lot of things before. I mean, there's things that we used to argue about that that we don't argue about anymore. After nine years of being married, there's just some things you don't argue about anymore. Before, I used to think she was nasty and mean and disrespectful, and then I realized that she was just hungry. (laughs) And so now, after nine years, I'm like, he's a cheeseburger, and marriage is successful. And uh, one of the other things that I've learned is, I don't know if you know this, but men and women communicate differently. Did you know that? Did you know that? Men and women communicate, communicate differently. We communicate differently. Um, and, and, and I didn't know this thing existed, right? Like, I didn't know, like, you know, men predominantly are more analytical and thinkers. And, and that's just predominantly, this is how God wired us. Ruben alluded to the way we do things. We do things differently, you know. We get sick differently, You know, when women get sick, life goes on. When men get sick, call the hospital, call the ambulance, because I got a cold and I'm about to die. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. And uh, one of the things I learned about communication is that uh, Lisa and I, you know, she used to come to me and she used to communicate with me certain problems. And I, and I remember when she used to talk to me, and, and I don't know about you, but the way my brain thinks, like my wife tells me something is going on. And man, I tell you, she used to be like, baby, this and this and this. And she used to tell me her, her issues and her problems. And I'm ready for her, man. I am telling you, I, I, I take out the playbook. I bring out the chalkboard. I bring out all the pens. I bring out the map. And I say, okay, here's a three point message. How are you going to get out of that problem? And I was giving myself a pat in the back. And I would do this often. I'm like, baby, I got you. And she was like, one day she just, she just dropped it on me. She said, honey, 
I said, yes, my love. She said, you know, when I say these, to you, these things to you, I want you to know. I didn't know this existed, church. I did not know. When I say these things to you, honey, I want you to know that it's not for you to fix them. Come again? Oh, no, it's, I, just, I just say these, but it's not for you to fix them. Then why are you telling me them? No, baby, baby, sometimes I just say these things to you, and I'm like, yeah, okay, keep going, keep going. What? I say these things to you because I just want you to listen. You want me to what? Oh, no, I'm not telling you these things so that you can fix it and resolve my... I'm telling you this so that you can... Oh, the ladies? So you can just listen. Sometimes I just want you to listen to me. I didn't think this thing existed, but now after nine years, I've become a professional. Now I don't say a word. She talks, she says, she unloads her burdens, and I'm like, really? You got to throw a couple of wows in there, though. Wow. And at the very end, let me, fellas, I'm helping you out right now. Where the fellas at right here? I'm helping you right, or I'm help, I just saved some marriages in this room. She talks, you go, you got to throw this one at the end. That's crazy. But then there's a trick question because what's going to happen is that she's going to go, what do you think? At times, she'll do that. You got to be careful with that, man, because that's a trick question. See, when, you, when she says, what do you think? She, you think that she's actually asking you, what do you think? My friends, this is secret code. This is code for... I'm going to ask you what do you think, but what I really want to know is for you to come and help, and help me come up with the answer so that I could be right from the first place, and then I want you to agree with it. That's what that means. What do you think? That's what that is, right? And so, and so I've learned after nine years of, of marriage or going on nine years of marriage, man, I've learned that you got to learn how to become a better listener. And I think this is important because if we were all being honest, I think that we can all become better listeners. Like, how many of you guys think listening is just waiting for your turn to speak? Somebody needs some help. Like, I'm listening. No, you were just waiting for your turn to speak. Come on, somebody. And I think that we all need to become better listeners. I think that this is also part of the problem when it comes to communicating with God. See, I had to develop over the years how to listen to my wife's heart. Man, we went to counseling. They were like, yo, you got to learn how to listen to your wife's heart. I was like, I don't have a stethoscope. And, <laughs> and this just thing was confusing, but I had to learn how to listen to what my wife was saying in the language that she would say it in so that I can understand it properly. This took time to develop and learn, but I also think that this is a trait that can be useful for us when it comes to hearing the voice of God. 
I think that, that many of us today, we would be honest and we would say, man, I want to hear the voice of God in my life. There's some questions that I have for God, and I just want to hear what he has to say to me. I want to hear what, what God wants to communicate to me. I want, I want to hear the plans that he has for me. I want to listen to God a little bit better. And sometimes because we don't develop that, we, we end up thinking that God is not speaking to us. And so we go to other voices in our lives. And so we never really hear the voice of God because we haven't developed it accurately. And so we go to other sources, which the Bible calls in John chapter 10, the thief and the robber. And so the other people in the pen, and, and we begin to depend on the thieves and the robbers that pose as shepherd but are not actually the voice of the shepherd. And so we say, well, the shepherd is not speaking. But what if I told you today that God is always speaking? That the Holy Spirit is always speaking to humanity. Do you know that from the very beginning of creation, when God spoke, the Bible says that he spoke everything to existence. The Bible says that we ought to be like God who speaks things that are not as though they were. God is always speaking. I want to give you some news today that the problem is never that God is not speaking, for he is the God that has spoken things into existence. He said, let there be light, and guess what there was? There was light. He said, let there be animals, and guess what there was? There was animals. He said, let there be water and land, and, he, and guess what happened? There was water and land. Let there be a separation between the two, and guess what took place? There was a separation between the two, and everything came under the obedience of the voice of God. God is, is always speaking. Creation is in tune to the God that we serve. God is always speaking. The problem is, are we listening? See, the problem, there isn't a speaking problem. Sometimes there's a hearing problem. But let me tell you something. When you begin to hear the voice of your creator, when you begin to hear God's voice on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the God on the inside of you, when you begin to hear God's voice, man, I tell you, it just changes something about you. When you become in tune, like creation already is, is, is subjected, is, has, has been submitted to the voice of God, it does what God speaks. When you begin to live that kind of life where you are hearing the voice of the shepherd, man, let me tell you, you begin to live differently. You begin to walk differently. You walk with a confidence that's undeterred. You, you walk with, with not worrying about the things that you worried about yesterday. You, you begin to walk like a conqueror and not like a victim. You begin to walk in victory. You begin to walk in authority. Why? Because I'm listening to the voice of the shepherd. When you hear the voice of God, it's a game changer. Man, you listen to the voice of God, it's a game changer. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. It says we have to listen for this voice, for God, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Listen to God's voice in only when you come to church. Nope. Listen to God's voice only when you are about to read your Bible. Nope. Listen to God's voice in some of the things you do. No. It says listen to God's voice in, everybody shout, everything you do. And it says listen for it. Look for his voice in everything you do. 
I think sometimes we, we just listen for the voice of God. We're expecting to hear the voice of God when it comes from the pulpit. But can I tell you today that you can actually listen for God's voice in everything you do. You can ask God about the smallest things to the largest things. From, from, from what's going to happen in your future to the parking spot that, that you need right before you get to work. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. And then Job chapter 33 says it this way. It says, for God speaks again and again, though people don't recognize it. For God speaks again and again. I love that God's communication is perpetual. You know what that means? He hasn't given up on you. How many of you, got, you, got, you like to repeat yourself? Nobody likes to repeat themselves. I know Lisa doesn't. Baby, what are you cooking? Food. But what kind of food? But baby, I just want to... F- Come on, bro, let me just cook. I love that God likes to repeat himself. He will speak again and again and again, just waiting for you to recognize the voice of the shepherd. And I think that these mo- there's reasons why we don't hear the voice of God sometimes. And I want to give you a couple of them today. There- there's reasons why. And-, and I'm telling you, I got 10 points and we're going to figure this out. But we- God, you know, anyway. These are reasons why we may not recognize the voice of God. Here's number one, unfocused. Every time God is trying to speak to you, there will always be another that tries to distract you. Every time God tries to communicate you and send you a message, there will always be another that tries to distract you from the message that God has given you. John chapter 10 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. Guess what? The shepherd is not always the only one in the sheepfold. There's going to be other voices in our life that are perpetually trying to distract us without us realizing it, pulling us away from the voice of God in our life. There's some areas in our life where we have unchecked. I I don't know about you, but I wish that God would, I wish sometimes that I would know when a distraction was coming before it came. Like how many of you know it takes a lot longer to accomplish a mission when you're distracted? And so if the enemy can't destroy you, the second thing he'll do is distract you. See, that's where the enemy starts. It's not that your life is destroyed at the moment. It could be, hear me, that you're distracted. And so, God, I need to hear your voice. God, I I don't know if I should make this decision. I don't know if this is what you want from me. And God is saying, I'm waiting for you to get focused because too many of us in life live a life that is unfocused. And I don't know about you, but if you begin to listen to a voice that's lesser than the voice of God, you start living a lesser life than the one he's intended for you. And God says, I... I want to give you an abundant life where you are connected to what I have to say. And so sometimes, let me tell you, you have to know what your distractions are. I, don't, I can't watch TV during the week because I become addicted. And after Netflix changed the game, you can binge and watch 10 episodes. You don't have to wait for the next week for the episode. That could be dangerous. 
It's just one show, just one show, cliffhanger. Oh, just two shows, just two shows. <laughs> like, I can't watch. I, once a week, on my day off, I'll binge watch, and that's it. Because I know what my distractions are. I know the voice that is always looking to lure me away from the voice of God. And so sometimes what we need to do, we need to know what our distractions are. And we need to learn how to either shut off the phone and turn off the TV and ignore the notifications and put the do not disturb sign and get focused on the voice of God. Because when you get focused... When you get focused on that voice, when, when you are looking for God's voice in everything you do, man, you learn how to pick up on, on God's voice. It's like when Lisa calls me, I don't say, who is this? Can you imagine that? Who is, no, no. I, hello? Hey, baby, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? Or how I usually do. How are you, my queen? Hey, Pastor Rowe, that's creepy. That's our marriage. That's our marriage. I don't have to ask who's this because I know who this is. Why? Because I've spent enough time with that voice that even when she's not around, that voice is in my head. That's another level of marriage. That's, a, that's, that's you guys are not there yet. I'm telling you, that's another level. There's one thing when you think about your wife, and then the other thing is when you learn how to think like your wife. Come on, somebody. I spend enough time with it. And when you get to know that, let me tell you something. You begin to understand that God's voice has a, has a sound. You know what God sounds like. You know that when he speaks your name, you know what he sounds like. Why? Because you've spent enough time with him. And you know that it's not the thief's voice or the robber's voice. Oh, no, 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 no. This is my shepherd's voice. This is the voice of the shepherd. And the voice of the shepherd never sounds like worry. It never sounds like discouragement. It never sounds like condemnation. It never sounds like turmoil. But the voice of the shepherd always and perpetually will sound like comfort. It will sound like encouragement. It would sound like freedom and it would sound like peace. Come on, does anybody in this place know the voice of the shepherd? If you do, give him a shout of praise. The second thing is, could it be that you're unprepared? You're unprepared, you're unfocused, you're unprepared. And what does that unprepared mean? It means simply this, and I just want to be polite and honest with you. It, it means that maybe... There are certain things that God is waiting for you to develop a certain level of spiritual maturity to unpack for you. There are certain conversations that are waiting for, are waiting for Emmanuel Bishop Remedios. They're waiting for him. There are certain conversations that I have within me that are, being, are ready to be released when he is mature enough for me to have them. And so God is just waiting for you to develop spiritually. And, and this is why I want to encourage you that God did not just save your life. He did not just save your life so that you can come to church on a Sunday and that's the end of the journey. God saved you so that you can be a model and a representation of the kingdom through his Holy Spirit on earth. That's called an ambassador. So God has called you to develop spiritually and may, many times we're waiting on God to speak to us and he's saying, I can't, I can't even release this word on you uh, for you because you may not even understand it because you still have to develop spiritually enough. You have to develop spiritually in order for me to share this with you. And God is waiting for you. The third thing is unrepented. I invented that word, but essentially it means not repented. 
Ain't is in the dictionary now. Come on, somebody. We're inventing words out here. It's unrepented. It's essentially, what is the thing that God has already told you to pull away from that you have not yet? See, sometimes we can't hear the voice of God because God has already spoken to us. And you know, I'm not talking about the thing that you have to be convinced of. I'm talking about the thing that you know within your heart of hearts that God has told you over and over. Pull away from it. And God is, God is trying to give you rich and satisfying and abundant life. But, but he's still waiting for you to repent, which essentially means, it's his word metania or metanoia, which essentially means to turn away from. What is the thing that God has told you to turn away from that is the reason that you can't hear the voice of God is because you're turned towards it? Oh, this is so good. I wish Javi was out here playing the organ. It's, a, it's that we have an unrepented heart. It's a, it's a heart that says, ah, I like going to church. I like singing the songs, and this is awesome, but, but I'm not going to let go of this. And God is saying, I want you to hear my voice, but I want you to do the last thing that I told you to do, which, was, which is walk away from that thing so that I can give you the rest of the instructions. Yeah. See, there's so many desires that we have, and we want to hear God's voice. I know many of us, we want to know, what does God have to say about me moving? What does God have to say about this new job opportunity? What does God have to say about this church what does God have to say about my marriage? What does God, does anybody have these questions? Am I the only one that has ever struggled with, like, God, what do you want from me? I, 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 I want to know what it is. I don't just want a parking spot. I want to know what, like, is this the right move for me? Is this the right position? Is this the right job? Is this the right mate for me? Is this the right person? I want to hear the voice of God in this matter. And, 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 and before I give you some of the criteria that we should go through, I want to give you, I want to be honest sometimes. Sometimes we hear God the wrong way. See, part of developing spiritually and spending time with God is, is knowing also that if we're going to hear God, I'm telling you, man, there's some, there's some times that I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm like, I feel, you know, like, it's like Bishop. He told me the other day, I was like, Bob, you're going to be 16 soon, which means I'm going to teach you how to drive. You know what this kid told me? He said, Dad, I already know how to drive. He did. And sometimes, like, God is speaking to us like, yeah, we already heard from God. And so I want to give you this idea that when you think you've heard from God's voice, when you think you've heard God's voice, don't base it on these three things, okay? Is that all right? Can I help you? Don't base it on these three, three things. Number one, when you think you he you've heard God's voice, don't base it on first impressions. What does that mean? Pastor Rowe, oh my God, Pastor Lisa, I had a dream that I'm called to be a pastor. I had this dream, first impression, boom, first thing that God, I think God, he gave it to me. I am going to now get my cards printed out, pastor so-and-so, and I'm going to open out Kuhau too because God spoke to me, first impression. Oh my, oh, oh, I had a dream that Jason Momoa was my husband, and that was the Lord. Lisa, why are you laughing so hard? That's not that funny. He's my 
Jason Momoa, God spoke to me. And I tell you, don't go off your first impressions. Don't, we're going to receive impressions. But the Bible says that our God speaks again and again and again. That God is speaking over and over and over again. And let me tell you something. God doesn't just speak once. When God speaks, he'll say it again. The same God that did it yesterday, he'll do it today. And so I, I want to give you some permission today that when we hear the voice of God, you don't have to go off your first impressions. And, and because if you go off your first impressions, what happens is that you'll have confirmation bias and then you'll start falling for false signs. When you think you've heard God's voice, don't base it on false signs. You want a false sign? My father told me this last week. We went to see him after we had not seen him in two years. We went to go see my father, and I said, Dad, I was texting you over and over to meet up. And he says, yeah, I know. I blocked you. I said, you blocked me? You dirty rat. You killed my brother. You. He said, yeah, because I told the Lord. I said, Lord, if I can't get with my sons by the end of 2019, that means you don't want them in my life. And guess what happened? I couldn't get our brothers together by 2019. Sorry it happened January 16th or January 14th, two weeks outside of that due date. And so what happened? He said, Lord, if it's up to you, if it's your will, if he doesn't get back to me by then 2019, I am going to block him and he will never be part of my life. Don't go off of false signs. And so we start developing these confirmations like, oh, my God, if she comes in with that orange dress on Sunday, I know that she's for me. And guess what happened? She come in with the orange dress and you're like, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. And you telling everybody, Raquel's going to be my wife because she came in the Burgundy shirt. We start creating these, we start flipping coins. Lord, if it's heads. Lord, if, Lord, if it's heads. Lord, if it's heads. You, you said we are the head and not the tail. And Lord, it's, if it's heads, if it's heads, then that means that John is going to be my husband. No, chick, he's married. And if we're not careful, we'll start falling for these false signs. This is helping anybody. I'm, I'm trying to help you out today. Like, please, just when you want to hear the voice of God, don't go off your first impression. Okay? The Bible says test the spirit. You got permission to test it. Don't get your card saying pastor after one dream. Don't move to the location after one single impression. Don't take the job opportunity because it's the first thing that jumped out at you. God will speak to you. Don't fall for that because then you'll fall for the, for the false signs. And then you'll start reasoning this whole thing and then it'll be feelings and logic. Yeah. When you think you've heard God's voice, don't base it on feelings. And I, and I love this word in Christendom. I just, I just feel, I just feel like, like God is saying something to me. I, I feel like, and, 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 and because it feels right and it feels good, we think it's God. 
And then if we're not careful, we'll start making numbers. It makes sense. It's just, and many times we forfeit, we forfeit obedience for opportunity because the numbers added up and because the pro list was greater than the con list. And this just makes practical sense. And this just feels right. And, and we start leaning on our logic and we start leaning on our, on our feelings. And then we, we mask it with, it was of God. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14. It says, there is a way that seems right to a person, but it eventually leads to death. John chapter 10, verse 8, it says, it says, it's, it says there's, a, there's a way that seems right to a person, but it's going to lead to death. But listen, when you hear the voice of the shepherd, the Bible says that the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. It leads to death. When we continue to hear the voices that are around us distracting us, when we keep hearing the voice of feelings and the voice of logic and the voice of first impressions and the voice of, 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 uh, uh, of false science, guess what begins to happen? It leads you to a road that is far away from God but the Bible says that the thief's purpose is steal, to steal kill and destroy but my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life I want to tell you something that, that God wants to give you a life that is satisfying. Many times we think that satisfaction and God are at the opposite sides of the spectrum. But you don't understand. The most satisfying life you could ever live is not the one that you follow your own advice and your own logic. It's the one that follows the voice of the shepherd. God wants to give you a satisfying job. God wants to give you a satisfying marriage. God wants to give you a satisfying home. God wants to give you a satisfying thought life. God wants to give you a satisfied feeling. God wants to give you a satisfied family. God wants to give you a rich and satisfying life. If you agree with that in this place, give God a shout. Yeah, write this down. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God. I want you to write the first test right here. Write it down. Write the first test down. Number one. And, and, and they all highlight a P word, okay? So just to help you remember that. All right? I know that I do alliteration, and it's because I'm anointed. But I do that because I want to help you remember this. First one, write this, write this down. Please put it on your phone. Write this down, please. Hearing the Holy Spirit test is this. Number one, this is how you test it. Does it align with the principle of the Bible? Does it align with the principles of the Bible? Oftentimes we're seeking to hear God specifically on something, but we're not familiar with the general word of God. And so we want a specific word from God, we want a specific area that we want God to speak into, but many times we won't hear that word because our listening has not developed because we don't recognize the general word of God. One of the scariest things to me is someone that tells me, God told me, but doesn't know the Bible. Because how does that person know if it's the thief or the robber that told them? If you haven't spent time with God's ultimate word, God's word that he's given to us. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, the only piece of the mind of Christ. The only way we can get our thoughts out is by expressing them through our words. Well, this is the expressed word of God. It's called the Bible. He's already given it to us. And let me tell you something. You stop, you stop f familiarizing yourself with the word of God. It's going to be that much more difficult 
that much more difficult for you to hear God in a specific area in your life. I'm just being honest with you. Like, I hope you understand that this is not like an attack or this is not, oh, you're doing the wrong thing. This is actually, this is actually to turn you towards taking the proper measurements and hearing the voice of God. And here's the first thing, like, for you to hear the voice of God, you got to be familiar with his word. You begin to spend time with his word. You begin to, uh, you begin to know his voice like I know Lisa's voice, like I know Bishop's voice. I know their voice because I spend time with him. And, know. and so what the shepherd would do is the shepherd would pick up the, the baby sheep from, the, from a very, the moment it was born. And the shepherd would carry it. This is known. The shepherd would carry it close to his mouth and close to his heart. And he would speak. And this is the sole purpose of doing that. Not just simply because he loved sheep. But he did this because he wanted the sheep to train, to be trained to in listening only his voice. Because sheep are a little dumb. The Bible calls us sheep. And the shepherd would do this so that the sheep wouldn't go with anybody else that came in through the gate or over the gate. And so the shepherd knew that the sheep had a tendency to go with any other voice. So the shepherd would make sure that every single sheep would hear his voice and get used to his voice. And, and now when he comes in, the sheep does not, does not walk out with the thief or the robber. Why? Because he's, he's heard his voice. And let me tell you, God's word will never contra contrast his voice. Like, hey, baby, I just want you to come over tonight. Why? You know, I just want a, a Bible study. Who else is coming? Nah, this is a private lesson. It's going to be in my bedroom. No? That's not of God. Why? Because the Bible tells me to flee temptation. God's word, God spoke to me. Hey, God spoke to me. I, I, I would go, but God spoke to me. Sorry. You know why? His word. You know what it says? Flee! Oh, I, I think, you know what, I think I should, you should cheat on your taxes. You should, nah, you know why? Because God spoke to me. I got a word. I got a prophetic word. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. It says to be honest and truthful about everything. Do not have deceit in your heart. So, so what you want to do is, does it align with the principles of the Bible? God's voice will never contradict his principles. Second thing I want you to write is, does it make me more like the person of Jesus? Does it make me more like the person of Jesus? Hey, is this of God? God, is this you? Is this relationship you for you? Pastor Roe, do you think I should date this person? Does that person make you more like the person of Jesus? But you don't, you don't understand. I'm, I'm going to minister to them, and I'm going to get them saved. And they're going to have revival. Do they make you more like Jesus? If they're causing you, oh, should you send that text? Oh, does that text make me more like Jesus? If I send out that text, after I've written 170 characters, and I got a, I got a couple of signs that are mixed together. Does that represent Christ? Does that make me more like him? How do I know if this is of God? 
you have to ask yourself the question, does it make me more like the person of Jesus? Number three, write this down. Is it confirmed by the counsel of godly people? Write that down. Number three. Is it confirmed by the counsel of godly people? Listen to me. God will wait to give you a confirmation. But you have to understand this, that God is going to place key people in your life so that you can make the right decisions about what he wants for your life. If you look at the Bible, you will see over and over and over, there were people that were sent to, to, to men and women of God to help them on the biggest decisions that they, they ever had to make. And in fact, is when they made those decisions alone and they said it was God, look at the life of Saul. He said, I'm doing this for God. He made the wrong decision and he lost the kingdom over it. And so, is it confirmed by the counsel of, of godly people? Look what Proverbs chapter 11 says. It says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in a multitude of counselors, my God, there is safety. And sometimes we're like, hey, hey, uh, excuse me, Pastor Rose, is this of God? What do you think? I, I just want to know, is, you know, should I be doing this? And I'm like, nah. no, I don't think this is for you. I don't think you should be doing this. It's not of God. And if any, any of my leaders know, like, I don't force anybody to do this. I just give them counsel. I don't think. And let me tell you, when I say I don't think this, should, this is of God, you know what I'm telling you? Don't do it. It's not of God. But I can't force you. And so what happens is, you know what we do? We look for that cosign. Yo, yo, Reuben, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? 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 Reuben's like, nah, I don't think that's... I don't think that's of God, man. I don't think, I think, I don't think you should make that decision. Yo, Marlon! I heard that, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta be saying, saying, saying. Nah, man, I don't think that's of God. You should you shouldn't do that. Go find somebody. Yo, 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 yo! And that person tells you, that sounds good. Woo! That's of God right there. I got my yes. I got my yes. I'm going to testify that my yes is coming. We look for the cosign when God has already placed people in your life. Here's how you know there are people that are for you. Here's how you know they're godly counsel. Here's how you know. Three things that you got to know. Number one, they know God. Okay? Okay? Oh, I feel like screaming at y'all right now. Like, I just feel like screaming, like, like a father, you know, like, okay! You know what I mean, like that. Like, they need to know God. Look for people around your life that know God. Number two, know the word of God. Okay? You have to seek people that know the word of God. Because if not, it's just positive advice. And positive advice many times goes upon feelings and logic. And number three, they got to know you. They got to know God. They got to know the word. And they got to know you. Because many times we want to go, people, they really don't know us. And you know what they'll tell us? Live your life. You deserve it. You've been a good guy. You've been a good girl. Go for it. Live your best life. Put it up on Instagram. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. But you need people that know God, know the word, and they know you so that they can call you out on the stuff that you don't like to be called out on.
Bible says fools always think their own way is best. But wise people listen to what others tell them. Proverbs 19 says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And you too will become wise. The counsel, hear me, if, if, if the circle that is around you, what happens is if we don't have the right circle around us, here's what happens. The voices on the outside of us begin to shape and form the inner dialogue inside of us. And we begin to sound like the circle that we are around. And so if, not, if I'm not around godly counsel, guess what? I'm always going to have an internal dialogue that is feelings-based, logic-based. Well, this feels right. This, this makes sense. No, 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 no. What does the Holy Spirit say about this thing? And if you got people around you, you'll have a heart that's always looking for God's voice because he speaks again and again. He's just waiting for us to recognize it. Last one, last one, last one. Thank you so much for your time. Does it produce peace in prayer? You got to hear me when I say this. Does it produce peace in prayer? And I want to read to you Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to end with this. It says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about if it makes sense or not, because sometimes it won't make sense. But God will give you peace about it. Don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need. Always give thanks for what you have. And because you belong to Christ, God's peace will stand guard over all your thoughts and feelings. His peace can do this far better than our human minds. This is so good because many times we want to hear the voice of God, but we feel like it has to make us feel happy. And we want to hear the voice of God, and we think that it has to make sense. And we think that it has to be a good opportunity. Let me tell you something. When I went full-time ministry, I took a pay cut. It did not make sense up here. It didn't feel good here, but I had a peace all up in here. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the day I left, they offered me a $75,000 opportunity for a bilingual supervisor he said you, you take it you give me the word it's yours on my very last day <laughs> 75 grand that's pretty good money and I was already taking a pick up from the money I was making but I knew that all up in here there was a peace that can do far better than our human minds. You need to understand this. That God will give you a peace that surpasses your understanding. It may not make sense. It may not make you happy, but you will have peace. A recent article was, was released. I don't know if, it, if you've seen it, but on the double hours of grace, Was a young woman that God was calling to Staten Island as she lived in New Jersey. Britt, how far were you traveling? An hour. She was traveling an hour 
Can you share your story? You know, I get a little emotional when I think back and I remember everything that God has done and what got me to this exact moment. I was in a place in my life where I felt like I wasn't growing. I was in a church. I was trying to be involved, but I felt hungry. And you can be in a church and still feel alone sometimes. But I felt this pull and I knew there was more that I wanted to do. I knew that God had placed a calling in my life, especially in the prophetic realm. And I felt like I wasn't getting that in the church that I was going to. So um, I had in prayer. And I, I chose that time um, to be intentional. Now, one of the things pastor's talking about that I keep hearing over me, being intentional with listening to the voice of God. So I knew he was pulling me out of there. He was pulling me out of Patterson, New Jersey. I know that doors were closing. I was, friendships were ending. Um, you know, I was, I was just feeling this turmoil in my life like a void. So it wasn't until I was on a Facebook page where I befriended Emily. And um, shout out to Emily. And it was an all things Jesus page. So I was looking to be surrounded by godly people. I was in a place where I really wanted, I didn't have a lot of, uh, of, of that intimate closeness and people who believed in God and were following God. She invited me here to Kuhau. And so I took the hour drive and I drove out here for the first time. And one of the things I had in prayer was, Lord, I want that intimate setting in the church. I want to feel like a family. I want to feel like they care. And I had this quietly in prayer. And I, I walk in these doors and I, and I was like, could this be the place for me? And again, you know, you have to let God work in his time. You can't just jump the gun and just assume okay this is where you want me no I had it in prayer I'm like okay so I'm filling it out and so I come to this church and I, I start let me let me come here once a month let me fill it out so I started coming here once a month and I remember pastor you would be like oh I keep seeing you your family your family and I'm like family that's what I've been praying for family intimacy and so I had been coming and I was like, okay, still had it in prayer. I was like, Lord, is this where you want me? And it wasn't until he used Fran, a godly person. Another point that pastor made. And Emily happened to be going away to ministry school in uh, California. And Fran was like, our room, uh, her room is going to be vacant. Because I was like, okay, you want me here, but what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't have a job here. I don't have a place to stay. And he, the Lord spoke through Fran, and she invited me to stay free rent. She never asked for anything. And because of her, I was able to become involved with the church. I got involved in the worship team. I'm living out my calling. I met my husband here. met my husband here it wasn't easy though because when i moved here in october of 2018 two months later i got in a car accident and i i lost my car it was a total loss so i got discouraged and i couldn't find a job for nine months so i, I what else am i gonna do fix your eyes on god he took away everything so that i would be able to focus on him and listen to his voice Eventually, I, I was blessed with a car. I was able to, to, again, fulfill out my calling. Now, one of the things I talked about in my blog was that 
when you're intentional, you're, in, in, you're gonna get tested, especially with the voices of the world. My family did not support this decision. They said, you're crazy. You don't, you don't know nobody other than the people you just met. You're just gonna start over. And I said, I felt the calling and the risk. The, the greater the risk, the greater the reward because now I'm married and now I'm pregnant and I have twins on the way and I have a beautiful family here that I can't. And I have an album on the way. See, that was all the rewards because I took that leap of faith. I listened to the voice of, the God, of God and I didn't listen to the voices of the world. And I'm here today standing and I would never have been standing here if I was too scared because I always believed that the fear of the unknown, I'd rather, how did I say it in my, in my blog? The fear of not taking that leap of faith and not knowing what would have been is greater than actually taking the leap of faith. And I'm proud of it and I'm blessed because of it. So when I serve on this worship team, I'm always reminded. I'm always reminded of what God brought me through. And he still has more he's bringing me through. But when I praise, I always try to remember that at the end of the day. And guys, that's my story. Come on, I said he will give you a peace. He will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. He will give you a peace that doesn't make sense. If God's going, calling you to move, he will confirm it through his word, through people, and through his circumstance. Let me tell you something. If God's calling you to be with that person, he will confirm it through people. He will give you a peace. It won't be your first impression. He's going to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Come on, if you believe that in this place, give God a shout. Stand up on your feet and begin to worship him today. Lift him up. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.